The idea of recovery is regaining what was lost, stolen, or given away. For us men, the first thing that pops up to my mind is honor and integrity. We want to believe that we are honorable men and that we are men of integrity and that we are good and solid. We say things like, I got this, while in the background, we've got something that actually has control of us and we don't got this at all. Has your marriage been shattered by sexual betrayal? Are you wondering if it's possible to save your marriage or even if you want to? Your story matters and there is hope for your marriage through Christ Jesus. Welcome to Beyond Broken Vows podcast. I'm Johnny. I'm Emily. And friends, we've been where you are. Our marriage vows were shattered by adultery fueled by pornography. But through a commitment to recovery, our faith in God, and our hope for redemption, we set out on a journey of healing. Now our marriage is better than we ever could have imagined, and we give God all the glory. On our show, we'll talk through difficult topics, infidelity, porn addiction, recovery, and more. So if you're ready to move from pain-filled todays into hope-filled tomorrows, Grab your favorite beverage and spend a little time with us. Marriage is redeemed. Hearts renewed. On Beyond Broken Vows podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beyond Broken Vows podcast. Hey guys, it's good to have you with us today. Yes, and we just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to our audience because this is episode 25. I know. Isn't that hard to imagine? It is. It seems like we just started doing this. Right. And we are so grateful that God has taken this podcast all around the world, 44 countries so far. And we're very thankful for you, our audience, for your support of us because you're the ones who are helping us to get this message of hope and healing out to others who are struggling with porn-fueled infidelity. Yes, and we just recently heard on another podcast a statistic that 80% of new podcasts rarely make it past 10 episodes. So that was very encouraging to us now, especially since we are here at episode number 25. Yes, and we're actually planning to do a new series, yes. which might take us up through the next 25 or so. Who knows? Right. <laughs> but we'll also have some special holiday episodes sprinkled in with some guest spots as well. Emily, do you want to tell our folks some of the new ways that we can be found? I do. But before I do that, we want to apologize because we've had some technical difficulties with our email over the last month, and I know that some folks have written in and gotten bounce backs. And if you're one of the ones that didn't get a reply from us, please go ahead and write us again at support at beyondbrokenvows.com. And I want to remind you that we do have a SpeakPipe link in the show notes where you can leave us a voice message. We would love to hear what you're going through or what God has shown you or a review of how our show may have helped you. And you can also become a Beyond Broken Vows insider to receive our weekly newsletter. Just go to insider.beyondbrokenvows.com and sign up. Today, we're going to be talking about recovery. It's a word that is hard to comprehend right. if you haven't gone through some sort of a recovery. We are going to talk about recovery through the lens of recovery programs. Correct. Programs that can help guide us and lead us step by step into a place where we can allow the old to pass away and step into the new. That's correct. So we are really excited about this series. We have a lot of experience in recovery, unfortunately. Yes. But we are really happy to be able to share our experience with you, and hopefully it will be helpful to somebody listening today. I want to ask our listening audience today, what if you have been confronted with the fact that your life had become unmanageable? 
and that through this revelation, you discovered that you were powerless over a major struggle in your life. And what if you came to believe that this major struggle in your life was actually an addiction? How did I get here? What do I do about it? And how do I get out of it? If there was a measurable way to reclaim the manageability of your life, would you want to take the steps necessary to repair your broken relationship with your spouse and even regain peace for yourself? Even if it turns out to be the hardest work you've ever done? If you're willing to do this hard work, we have some good news for you. As we talk about the discovery of addiction in our lives, we'll also talk about how to recover from addiction and why to engage in a recovery program. So before we get into this good news, let me open us up in prayer, Emily. Okay, great. Father, we're grateful that you have brought us to this place where we are now considering how to recover from the damages that we've done to ourselves personally through an addiction recovery program. We thank you, Father, how you have used these programs around the world to bring so many people back to wholeness again. We pray, Father, with all the earnestness in our hearts that our listening audience would find some hope, those who are finding that addiction has taken over their lives, that they can find hope and healing through the restoration and recovery process of a good, reputable program. Father, we ask for your help today as we talk about this topic, and Holy Spirit, we invite you to be here with us as we delve into some of the more difficult parts of it and some of the more joyful parts of it and the necessity of having a program May you carry this message around the world to those who need to hear it and who are still struggling with an addiction. We ask all this in Jesus' most holy name. Amen. Amen. So today, we're going to talk about the discovery of addiction in our lives and how to recover from addiction and why to engage in a recovery program. So buckle up. Here we go. Johnny, recovery has become very important to you and to me in our marriage. So tell us a little bit about why that is. My recovery program gave me very specific and measured steps by which I could start to deal with some of the internal issues of my life, something more than just becoming sober and not acting out. This program did such a good job at helping me unfold everything and move beyond just what's seen on the surface through acting out behaviors, sexual acting out behaviors that addicts get caught up in like pornography adultery, seeing prostitutes, going to strip clubs, masturbation, fantasy, all of these things that are all part of these sexual addictions that can even escalate to illegal activities. This program has a way of bringing you back in to center yourself, not center yourself on yourself, but center yourself on somebody that's greater than you. And we're going to unpack that a little bit today. You might have already heard me say that my chosen recovery program is Sex Addicts Anonymous. There are other programs out there that are good and reputable. Good recovery is not exclusive to Sex Addicts Anonymous, but I chose SAA. First of all, I believe God directed me there. Second of all, even a good faith-based program, I felt in the early days before I really got going that if I were to get involved in another church-based program, that I could church-speak my way into just hiding, deflecting, and redirecting, and not really finding any true recovery. I could just continue to lie to myself, because that's what I had done for 25 years in ministry. Finding a way to try to be a good man in a church context while still being a scoundrel 
and a cheater on the inside. So I believe that God did direct me to Sex Addicts Anonymous, and now I know why, because for me, it has been a very good program, and I dare say, Emily, that you and our marriage has benefited from this program as well. Absolutely. I am really grateful for this program. I was very hesitant at first as a believer to have you involved in what I thought was a secular program. And why did you believe it was just a secular program? It's a good question. Yeah, well, I think because I heard things about it through the years that they always refer to a higher power. And that always made me feel like they weren't giving credit to the one true God. Right. And I just didn't want you in your state of confusion and, you know, your mind being broken. I didn't want you to go to a program where you might be programmed to think of God in a different way and not give him the glory he is due. (laughs) Right. Are you trying not to say brainwashed? Yes. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, yes, I was a little concerned you might be brainwashed by that program. And it turns out that it's been an amazing, amazing thing for both of us. Yes. I will also be the first to admit that I mocked traditional 12-step recovery, like Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, you know, taking the steps. The first step is admitting that you have a problem and the notion of a higher power being spoken of. I mocked that. I didn't give it its due. And maybe this is another reason why God directed me here, because he wanted to show me something new that I was not willing to explore in my life before. So some of these misperceptions that are hanging out there, I know that they're out there because I know that I'm not a unique individual in the way that I thought about that. There are others out there that I believe think the same way. So I would really like to help others not just find Sex Addicts Anonymous to be their recovery program. We strongly recommend it but to find a recovery program that will help you move forward from where you are and to find freedom once and for all. The idea of recovery is regaining what was lost, stolen, or given away. And there's a whole long list of things in our lives that fits into that. For us men, the first thing that pops up to my mind is honor and integrity. We want to believe that we are honorable men and that we are men of integrity and that we are good and solid. We say things like, I got this, while in the background, we've got something that actually has control of us and we don't got this at all. Some other things that can be lost, stolen, or given away, innocence can be lost, time can be stolen. In a more practical sense, your finances can be given away. How much money did we spend in our addictions? Trying to quantify that sometimes can be exhausting and can make your head spin when you think about how much money was spent. Right. And memories can be lost or stolen. And how is that? Well, my good memories were all tarnished after I discovered what you had been doing throughout our marriage. Okay. Those memories were things that started to break my heart whenever I would think of them. We're having to create new memories now because the old memories aren't as enjoyable as they once were. Yes, I understand that. And also safety and security. I think that's something that was definitely stolen from me when you revealed your addiction. Right. In the past, you have described this experience as having the rug pulled out from under you. Yeah, that's one way that I've referred to it, sure. And having your breath taken away. Yes. Think about the ramifications of your solid ground taken out from underneath you, and the very air that you breathe seems to escape you. 
that doesn't seem safe or secure at all, does it? No, it doesn't. Right. What else can be lost, stolen, or given away because of an addiction, honey? We can lose peace in our lives. We can lose order. We give away our trust. We can't be trusted anymore. Our integrity is shattered. But we can get that back. I just want to say that a recovery program is a system of progress with specific and measurable steps to move you from brokenness to wholeness. At our church, our pastor likes to tell it in this way, moving you from where you are to where God wants you to be so we can restore our integrity. We can find true humility and not a false humility. We can regain a healthy pride where we can have pride in our progress instead of pride in who we are just because of who we are. We can regain a healthy self-image and recapture our self-worth. There are some other benefits that I wanted to speak of, too. You can often reach back and repair some of the damages from the past. If your addiction set in on you when you were much younger, maybe say in your teen years, or even before that, much like myself, when I was eight years old. I've even heard cases where the addiction started at the age of five. Can you imagine? Oh, such innocence lost. Another thing that I can think of is that you gain fellowship with others who have a shared experience. And why is that important? It gives you the first feelings that you're not alone. Our mind, when we're acting in our addiction, wants to tell us that we're alone. That's the work of the enemy. The devil wants you to believe that you're all alone and you're isolated. By getting into a good program, you come to understand that I'm not alone. You know, when I sit in my recovery group and I'm hearing what my other fellows have to say, they're telling my story. We don't all have the same story. We have similar stories, but they can't possibly be the same because we're all unique individuals. We need to understand that we are unique individuals because God created us that way, but our experiences are not unique. We live in the same world. We have some of the same issues. We can fall to the same temptations. And so understanding that we're not alone is a really huge step in moving forward. And the last thing that I can think of is that in a good recovery program, you can find healing not just for yourself, but also for the one that you betrayed as well. Because as you find recovery and you start to gain health again and a good sense of self-worth and regain your integrity, your wife is going to respond to that. She's going to see it, and it will look like you doing what you say you're going to do. It's going to look like you being where you said you were going to be. And if she's checking up on you or following you through electronic methods, she gains comfort when she sees that you're right where you said you were going to be. And I remember you telling me, Emily, how comforting it was to you that you knew right where I was. Yes, very much so. Emily, you have benefited from me being in a recovery program, but you also participated in a recovery program for betrayed wives early on. Would you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. I did attend a Christian Wives Sexual Betrayal Trauma Recovery Group. It was called Be Broken. We met virtually for six weeks as a small group. And like your group, Johnny, every woman was going through a similar experience, and we all felt the comfort of not being alone. Even the leaders had experienced sexual betrayal and knew the pain of it. And this was a safe place to share or just listen and get encouragement and practical steps towards healing. You know, not everyone had a spouse who was willing to work on his recovery. 
so not everyone's marriage survived. But all the women in the group did start the process of healing for themselves. And so now I can attend a monthly meeting online with alumni from dozens of prior groups as needed or wanted. Emily, as I listened to what you were just saying, the thought came to me is that something very similar from what it is that we want people to know about from this podcast and also from what my recovery program and now what you've said about your recovery program has in common is two ideas. First, you're not alone. And second, there's hope. Yes, I'm really grateful that I was able to attend this group. And, you know, that was kind of a short term deal for me. But with your group going on for years, I don't know how long you're going to attend, but I have a feeling it's going to be a long time just because it's so amazing. I just feel like I'm still in a recovery group too, because I get to live vicariously through you. So it's good. A win-win. Yes. Okay. So I have some additional thoughts with regard to recovery. And these are the ones directed at the one who's doing the recovery. And it can seem a little harsh at first, but sometimes with an addict, you got to be a little more assertive. You have to be direct and to the point because we are really good at working around other people's points of view. Mm. And so if we're direct and your yes is yes and your no is no, then there's no room for ambiguity. There's no room for redirect or justification. My first thought here is that success in recovery requires hard work that is always initiated by you alone, but you don't have to go at it alone. My next thought is that for those who have said, I've tried 12-step and it didn't work for me, well, my answer for that simply is, it's not supposed to work for you. You're supposed to work for it. And it is a program of work that you have to put into it because there is a saying in Sex Addicts Anonymous that says, if you do not want to recover, nobody can make you recover. But if you want to recover, nobody can stop you from recovering. And that's very discouraging and encouraging at the same time. So the question is, where are you going to find yourself? Do you want to recover? Do you want to get better? And if the answer is yes, there isn't anybody that's going to stop you. There isn't anybody that can stop me from recovering. There was a point when I actually had to come to you, Emily, if you remember, and I had to admit to you that I was no longer recovering for you. Right. I wasn't recovering for my senior pastor or my ministry leaders. And I told you that I'm recovering for me now. And that actually gave me a lot of peace. I was so glad to hear that. And why is that? Because I knew that if you were doing it for me or for anyone else, it might not stick. Yeah. But if you're doing it for yourself, then I knew you really, really wanted to recover. Yep, that's exactly right. There are some things that I do want to share with regard to our meetings and how we conduct them. It really helps to understand that going into a recovery room is going to be a scary process the very first time. We talk about the 600-pound door. The first time that you go to open up that door, it seems like it's really hard to move. (laughs) But you walk through the door and you sit down. And if you make the choice to just sit and listen, you will discover very quickly two very powerful things. First of all, you're not alone. Other people are having similar experiences to what you're experiencing and that there is hope that where you are is not where you have to stay. That's awesome. And that sounds very intriguing. 
Johnny, would you just give us a glimpse into what some of your meetings look like? Yes. As a matter of fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read an excerpt of what we read every week. It helps to center us on who we were, but also who we are now and who we want to be as we move forward. So it reads like this, who we are. We are sex addicts. Our addiction nearly destroyed our lives, but we found freedom through the recovery program of Sex Addicts Anonymous. In this fellowship of SAA, we discovered that we are not alone and that meeting regularly together to share experience, strength, and hope gives us the choice to live a new life. Our addictive sexual behavior was causing pain to ourselves, our friends, and our loved ones. Our lives were out of control. We may have wanted to quit, making promises and many attempts to stop, yet we repeatedly failed to do so. For each of us, there came a moment of crisis. When we finally reached out for help, we found recovery through the program of SAA. We found through long and painful experience that we were unable to achieve recovery from sexual addiction through our own efforts. Our program is based on the belief, confirmed by our experience, that a power greater than ourselves can accomplish for us what we could not do alone. By surrendering our addiction to a higher power, we receive the gift of recovery one day at a time. Sex Addicts Anonymous is a spiritual program based on the principles and traditions of Alcoholics Anonymous. Although we are not affiliated with AA or any other organization, we are deeply grateful to AA for making our recovery possible. Our primary purpose is to stop our addictive sexual behavior and to help others recover from sexual addiction. We find a new way of living through the SAA program and carry our message to others seeking recovery. Membership is open to all who have a desire to stop sexual addictive behavior. There is no other requirement. In our groups, there is a collective wisdom that has grown and been handed down over the years. We learn many solutions to old problems. Central to these are the 12 steps, a spiritual program of recovery. Following these steps leads to freedom from addictive sexual behaviors and the healing of our minds, bodies, spirits, relationships, and sexuality. Desperation brought us together. We found in each other what we could find nowhere else, people who knew the depth of our pain. Together we found hope and the care of a loving higher power. Our commitment is to help others recover from sexual addiction just as we have been helped. As was mentioned, SAA is a spiritual program of recovery, but I want to speak to all those who are believers in Jesus and may have some apprehension about the God of my understanding or a higher power. I want to let you know that God is bigger than these words. The important thing is that if for the first time you could admit that you're powerless and that your life is unmanageable, that you somehow were insane and that you needed to be restored and you needed the help of something, somebody bigger than you, God can work with that. And he's not angry with the names that you give him. I will tell you for a certainty that for some, the group itself is their higher power. Because for the first time, they're listening to a collective wisdom that is helping them to move forward. But what they're listening to are other people sharing their experiences of how God did that for them. God can work with it. 
So don't be afraid to engage in a program like this. It's seemingly very secular in nature because it's not. If you have come to trust anything that I have to say, I want to encourage you that this is very much a spiritual program. And if you do surrender to it and make a decision to work the steps hard, God promises you will find him. He promises us in his word that if we seek him honestly, we will find him. And that's such a wonderful promise to have. And speaking of what God would have to say about seeking him, these are Jesus's words in Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. This is my appeal to you to find a recovery program. It says in scripture that only few find it. And we take that as truth because this is what God said. I'm asking you to take courage, to take that step and become one of the few. We want to become part of that few that find life and find life through Jesus. Johnny, that was wonderful. I'm really excited to hear more about the recovery program through your eyes and through the eyes of others who are going through it with you. Um, on this side of it, I just really enjoy when you talk to me about what you've discovered in this group, the topics that you share together, and the hope that comes from knowing that others are there doing this alongside you. Yes, I cannot do it without them. I just love how it gives you a lot of peace whenever you attend a meeting and you come home and we get to discuss it and it brings us closer too. Yes. And you even mentioned to me a few weeks back when, because of work, I had to miss a few meetings and the possibility was up in the air for a coming week. And you told me, I would really like for you to go. It makes me feel safe when you go. Yes, it does. And why does it make you feel safe? Because I know that you're not just actively working your program on your own, but you're engaging with others who are also working the program. And that collective wisdom that you mentioned pours into you. And I can see the results of it. Yes. And this is all part of what we've talked about in past episodes about not trying to do this alone and within the confines of your marriage or in your own house. Emily, you find great safety, comfort, and security because I am actively working out my program in the company and fellowship of other men. This is not something that you have to keep hush-hush or we keep to ourselves so that nobody else has to know. This is something that is now part of us. We can't wish it away, but we can make it better by choosing to actively work it both of us. And as I work through my personal recovery, you benefit from each step as I go. Yes, I sure do. So stamp of approval for me as well for SAA. Right on. Emily, it's really been great speaking on recovery. Before we wrap up our episode today, would you please pray for us? Yes, I will. Emily, Father, I am just so grateful to you for how you orchestrate things in our life that bring us one step closer to walking the way Jesus walked on this earth. Thank you for his words that he spoke in his Sermon on the Mount about the narrow path and the narrow gate. And Father, we want to be on that path always and be one of those few counted as finding life through you and your son, Jesus. We thank you for recovery programs all around the country and all around the world. Thank you for the people who run them. 
we are so grateful that they exist. And we thank you that we have been able to benefit so much from being in a recovery program. I pray that others who are struggling, who don't have anyone to walk with them through their addiction recovery, that you would inspire them to seek out a good recovery program and help them to find the one that you want them to be in, Father. Thank you so much for today and for this topic and for the coming weeks as we really unwrap what's involved in a recovery program. And it's really not as scary as it sounds. It's very life-giving, and I am so grateful for it. We ask that the Holy Spirit would walk with all of us this week as we turn our hearts and our minds towards continuing to recover from sexual addiction and sexual betrayal. And I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Emily, as I mentioned, there is more than just one program. Sex Addicts Anonymous is my chosen program, and I'm grateful to have it. And I just wanted to tell all of our listeners that you can internet search Sex Addicts Anonymous. It's just that easy. And it will take you to the International Sex Addicts Anonymous page. And from there, you can type in your city or zip code, and it will help you find the nearest meeting, as long as that meeting is registered with the SAA International Group. That's good to know. And if there isn't a group in their area, what then? Well, there are other options. There might be one close by, and you can go visit in a nearby town if that's possible. But there are also throughout the United States recovery programs that are faith-based inside of churches. If you feel that there is an addiction affecting your life and marriage, a sex addiction, or any other addiction, we strongly encourage you to find a good, reputable recovery program. And if you want our help to guide you on your path to recovery, you can contact us through support at beyondbrokenvows.com. Yes. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. So until next time, marriage is redeemed, hearts renewed on Beyond Broken Vows podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. And before you go, if this podcast encouraged you and you're feeling some hope for today, please share this show with someone else you know who is going through a similar situation and needs to know that they're not alone. One of the best ways that you can help us reach more people is to leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. And as always, we would love to hear from you with questions and comments. Just email us at support at beyondbrokenvows.com. As you walk out this journey one day at a time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.